Well, what do you say? Should we should we chat and have a nightcap? Yeah? Oh, okay. Okay, we'll do one. Uh, how are you all today? I hope you're all doing fine. Sentrakaze stops in with a yo! Yo! That's a pretty good vibrato right there. Uh, you love the flange on Kurgan's too? Dude, he, dude, that guy fucking is awesome. He plays just a incredible amount of styles and music and everything else. Love that dude. But I love you all. Uh, and I love uh, Inch Girl fams. And I love Wild Bill Flint. And I love King Dinosaur 69. And I love Santa Krasi because they're all here saying hello and hanging out. Uh, let's pour some Kraken. A couple fun things I think to talk about today that might uh, might might spark some fun memories and uh, we'll 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 see uh, how that goes. But I have to start this episode off with a slightly funny story, and I kind <laughs> of I kind of wished uh, Black Cat would be here because I'm sure she would find this very amusing. So if she's <laughs> I don't know if she's here. <laughs> oh boy. Maybe I should wait. Maybe I should. Oh, wait. There she is. There is Black Cat's Potter. There she is. All right. I uh, had to go to the doctor earlier today. And uh, before you get all worried about your buddy's cigar, this is one of the twice a year that I go in. Uh, I make sure I get a, a extensive blood panel and get checked out, looked at and all that stuff. Meds are doing okay, especially after the last couple of years, I had some issues. So went back today to have, uh, everything checked up on and as a suffix prefix to the story, everything with me is basically fine. I did ask him about the ghost toe too. And he said, no, you got good, you know, you got good, uh, was it capit? Capillary, complete, why can't I say this word? My capillaries were responding correctly from pressure. So he said, you might just have a sensitivity to something, whatever. So who knows? Maybe it really is a ghost. I may actually have a ghost in my toe. It's possible. It's quite possible. So all of that was working out okay. <coughs> uh, Krista is doing well because she went and did some Florida shopping today, and then came home and cleaned out her drawers and threw away a garbage bag full of stuff. What stuff did you throw away? Old clothes? Uh, just general stuff you didn't need anymore? But, so, my my levels on a lot of everything were okay, but that's not really the exciting part of the story. The exciting part of the story is, okay, you go into these doctor's offices and you still have to wear a mask which fine, whatever, but I didn't have the one mask that I like. And instead I used one of my emergency masks, which is that classic blue, whatever mask, which as soon as I start breathing in that thing, it starts making me sweat fucking profusely. Like as soon as I get the humidity of my own breath, instant fucking pouring wet with sweat. So I'm in the office, I'm sitting there I'm like listening, you know, waiting for my turn. And just for the sake of painting the clearest picture possible. On the other end of the waiting room, there's an older Asian man. I can't really, I don't know where, but 
has the facial features of someone who is either Chinese, Vietnamese, Japanese. I'm not sure. But he's reading this little book that's got, I don't some foreign writing on it. And he's just sitting there waiting quietly. You know, he has a mask on, glasses, green flannel shirt. Looks like he's probably in his, I don't know, late 60s, early 70s. And uh, at some point, he gets up and he goes and he hands his paperwork to the front desk office. And she says, oh, okay, uh, you can go over in the other waiting room, <laughs> waiting room and they'll call you into the back when they're ready. <laughs> so... No, I'm not, I'm not going to use any accent here, but this man had a very thick accent. And as he's walking by me, because I'm sort of sitting near this fish tank, I like sitting and watching the fish while I'm sitting in the waiting room. As I'm sitting near the fish tank sweating, this guy goes walking by me and he says to himself, in that, like, he's talking to himself, but he says this way louder than apparently he either realizes he is or he just doesn't care, one or the other. With this edge of desperation in his voice. Oh, no. I really gotta go poop. <laughs> As he hustles by me and into this other waiting room. And I started laughing and I had to put my hand down, and I'm trying not to laugh. And so, I'm already sweating. So now I have that, like, I'm trying not to laugh. And so now I'm sweating even more. And I start to have tears running down my face. They're like, they're going to think there's something wrong with me. And what am I going to say? No. I'm laughing because that guy walked by and he's like, oh no, I'm going to poop. <laughs> oh no. The oh no is what really sealed it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Look, apparently I'm still fucking 10 or whatever, but... And so I told this story to a guy I work with who is Korean, and he goes, yeah, fucking, like, old Asian men just don't care. They'll just say anything out loud. <laughs> oh, no, I can really gotta go poop. <laughs> Hi, Cat Minecrafter, how are you? <laughs> so, <laughs> I had to get monitored for my blood pressure, and I'm like, well, this is, I, <laughs> this is totally gonna be screwed up. Because I'm laughing so hard and trying to hold in my laughter so much. My blood pressure now is probably through the roof. My heart rates are... It's like... So I go out of the back. <laughs> I tell the lady, the nurse, she's like, Hey, uh, whoa. And I'm like... I'm like laughing. <laughs> she goes... She's like, no, are you okay? What's I'm like, <laughs> I'd like to say that somebody sent me a funny message on my phone, but, <laughs> and so I just told her, this guy walked by me and goes, oh no, I really gotta go poop. <laughs> and the nurse starts laughing. And so the both of us are sitting in <laughs> this back doctor's office 
just laughing with tears running down her face. I'm like, so you gotta give me like five minutes because my if you test my blood pressure and heart rate right now, like it's gonna be bad. So she's like, all right, I'll be right back. Oh, <coughs> yeah, it was just really relaxed, or he was really nervous. See, I feel like that's where the oh no comes in. That's like people get that white lab coat thing. So like if you go to get your blood pressure tested and your blood pressure is high, before you do medicine, I would recommend you get yourself a high quality home tester because a lot of people after the nervousness and hustle and everything else of going into the doctor's office, your blood pressure is going to be way higher. So it's not really representative of what your normal, regular blood pressure is. So if you get to that point, ask your doctor, hey, can I do self-readings? And you want to do that like three or four times a day. And do three or four times a day to see if your blood pressure really is high or if it's just like a combination of nervousness or whatever when you're in the doctor's office. Because that really is a thing. I'm not joking. That's not bullshit. Cat <clears throat> uh, Minecrafter is... Fantabulous, per usual. How is everyone? Eh, I'm alright today. I feel like I hurt my back a little bit, but, uh, well, like most everything, let's just wash that away with a nightcap. Alright. You freak out at the doctor? Of all the people that I would have thought in the chat room that would freak out at the doctor, you're like the last I would have guessed. And they're like, you have high blood pressure! And I'm like, no, sir. I do not, I just have anxiety. But yeah, it really is a thing. Check it on your own. But if you're going to get a home blood pressure cuff, get one of the ones that goes on your, <coughs> that goes on your upper arm. The blood pressure cuffs that just go on your wrist are crap. And like, the readings are like all over the fucking place. Like, those are just dog shit. Don't even bother. Get one of the ones that goes on your upper arm. And they have them that self-inflate and have a digital reading and everything else. Mine even plays this, like, soothing music to try to, like, soothe you while your blood pressure is being tested. Like, dude, we fucking shut up. Dan is one and it's 100% normal at home. Yeah. Right? So, just make sure you keep up on those readings because high blood pressure is not good for you. Right? Okay. So now that we had that story out of the way. <sighs> <laughs> Um, what else is going on? I got my reads from a horror YouTuber narrator that I'm doing a collaboration on. So I'm going to have to do some reads after this uh, broadcast is over. I'm going to uh, do some recording. Obviously, when that gets published and goes live, I'm going to ask him if I can play that or premiere it here on the stream uh, but what I will probably do is make it so that that VOD afterwards uh, is not stored or is only for, like, subscribers. Because like, that's his channel. He needs the views. So at the very least, if you can, on the day we do that, just go over and at least watch the ad or whatever so he gets the clicks for it, right? <clears throat> Camp Minecrafter hates anyone who touches you in a medical setting. Don't know why. You just hate it. Now, question. Massage, does that count? Uh, have you been to a chiropractor? Does that count? <clears throat> or is it just like... 
you've never gotten one. All right, well, then they can't answer that question. That's all right. Krista's okay with the doctor's office, but doesn't like the dentist. I mean, I kind of don't like either. King Dinosaur, when he goes to the doctor, is like, Doc, it's time I'm really dying! And she says, you're dying even less than the last time. $98. Look, I feel like I feel like $98 is a bargain to be told, no, actually, you're, like, you're getting stronger, Scott. You're like, uh, you're like that, you're like one of those, uh, weird tales of science. This man was born 78 years old, and over the course of the next X number of years, he grew stronger and younger. Eventually, you're going to turn into a Mr. Peppercorn. You'll be a little, you're going to be this little jelly blob in a container, and we'll have to keep you in there so that we can, uh, talk to you and still do nightcap episodes. While we talk to your p- protoplasm, uh, right? That it's kind of legit. <clears throat> so I have another topic that I want to talk about, but it's not a super long thing, but it interests me. And so. I think maybe we'll do that <clears throat> near the second part of this. Because uh, I think you'll find it kind of fun. Uh, I'll probably keep that for the second fifth, the, the second half hour. Uh, Cat Minecrafter had a fight with an eye doctor today. Because you want to get contacts for your sister's wedding. But your insurance won't cover an exam. Yet, since, it hasn't been a year. And they're trying to... They're trying to con me out of my dry cleaning money by saying you have to have an exam and you just want contacts. There's, if you have your prescription, if you know what your prescription is, I'm pretty sure you can just order contacts online and just get them. But if you've never worn them before and you don't know what they're like and this and that and the other, that... That's a, your mileage may vary, you're risking your eyeballs at your own whatever. Um, Senior fancies? It's all right. It's all right. But just be careful with that, okay? Because I've known, uh, I had a silly friend of mine. And she was one of those, no, it's ridiculous that you have to pay to get your contacts replaced. I wear mine all the time. And then she got some, like, weird fungal bacterial growth in her eye and had to go on massive like uh antibiotic steroid drops like in her eye because they're like yeah you may uh you may lose that eye great job so kind of don't fuck around with that a lot uh just be careful okay you didn't hear that from me (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. fresh eyeball It's okay, Homer. Those crows are just after your sweet, sweet eye juice. But yeah, I'm pretty sure you can just get... I mean, if you have a valid prescription, you can just get them. The exam, what they're probably going to do is test to make sure you don't have either a sensitivity or anything else, blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know, the surface of your eye, like, is the contact going to be flat, this and that and the other bullshit. It's probably a little bit of a racket, but on the same token, they also test 
and watch you put them in and they give you the schedule on how to use the cleaning and all the rest of that sort of stuff. So again, your mileage may vary. Santhakaze says on the blood pressure thing, you're finally back on your medicine and it makes that job easier. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's like redlining an engine all the time. You, it's not, uh, I mean, that's not good for you. So it's very good to hear uh, that you are back on your medicine. I mean, it's, I imagine especially driving, uh, you know, driving like that all the time, you know, that can be very stressful and very nerve-wracking. So happy, take care of yourselves, okay? Please. Uh, Black Cat tried to get them one time. The assistant kept trying to jam them in your eye. You're practically fighting her. I just can't do that. Well, <laughs> but <laughs> no, get away from me! It's like, ma'am, I'm just trying to. Yeah, <clears throat> she's trying to claw my eyes out. And then you just like break a bottle over her head. I imagine you just being like a fucking hellcat. <laughs> R.I.P. Dry cleaning money, though. You have the appointment on Wednesday. Black cat's poppy equals pro. No, she's a Viking. She will tell you that she is a Viking, not a pro wrestler. <laughs> I love you, Gay. You're like the m most wonderfully colorful group of ragtag rascals fucking ever. <laughs> and by the way, uh, to the person that text messaged me the other day, it was like, you caught me in a full-on ramble. Yes, yes, I did. It was quite enjoyable, uh, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you bitter! What the fuck? That's fucking assault! He's biting! We got, a mul we got multiple biters in here. Cat Minecraft is biting people. What the, f what the fuck? Senthakaze wants to let everyone that said hi... Hi. Because... You're driving and couldn't respond. Yes, please don't type while you're driving, driving. Uh, or at least, you know. <clears throat> Wild Bill with the cheers and the pom-poms. Bill had been drinking for nine hours. The phone rings at like 11.30. I figure, well, he gets what he deserves. <laughs> Wait a minute, you didn't really... Well, you can't lie about biting somebody. Way. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and then Cat, just with this random non sequitur. I like chicken nuggets. Yes, we know you like chicken nuggets. We know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Bill says somewhere between 15 and 18 people had left the table and gone home like 15 minutes earlier. So I figured, uh, I'm going to give this fella a call and be like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> because there's nothing better than talking to somebody else on the phone after they've been drinking for nine hours. But, you know, you held it down pretty good. Held it down pretty good. Cheers to you, Bill. Wait, what is a smiley fry? Cat Minecrafter bit someone in preschool because they took your smiley fry at lunch. Your mom actually told me good job. That's one of your first conscious memories is biting another human. Is it biting another human or your mom telling you good job? 
God, human bites are devastating. Don't, <laughs> no bites. Not unless it's like a certain kind of bite, if you know what I mean, and I think you do. What is a smiley fry? Tell me what a smiley fry is. Is that like a Happy Meal thing? It's a fry shaped like a smiley face. Like a single fry? How does it even work? Yeah, very germy. Like, people underestimate the power of the human bite. I mean, we might not have necessarily the bite force or the, like, fang teeth or whatever, but, like, human bites will fuck your shit up. I, uh, you stopped biting people, you found out they didn't taste good because they don't bathe. There's also that. Uh, some people are kind of gross. All right. I got to look this up, and hopefully this doesn't... Uh, all right. Oh, so they're like these little... Oh, look how adorable those are. They're like little happy little guys. Look at them. Smiley fries. I have legit never seen those before. Uh, at least not that I remember. That's kind of adorable. Like gas house smiley fries. Why are there two responses for every person? I don't know what you're talking about. <coughs> yes, the gas house, the Weisenheimer fries. Weisenheimer or Weimaraner? One's a dog, the other one is a smartass. No, I've never seen those before. I never saw those before either. Yeah. I got uh, sad fries. Bill, you've had smiley fries too? I feel like... <laughs> I mean, they're awful, but they're... <laughs> Why are they awful? Isn't it just a potato? It's just potato, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I feel like... I feel like unless you're going to eat, uh, what was the Irish famine potato? That was a shit potato. Uh, we'll have to read that one day. The, the, those potatoes were like watery, tasteless crap potatoes. Not like a delicious, like Idaho spud. Those are like watery slimous potatoes. You had those and chicken nuggets for lunch. No, it's disturbingly. How can you, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just find that surprising, disturbingly processed. It's a potato. How else do you pro like? I mean, I can see like you're like well beef. That's a but it's a potato. They are not yummy. They look super cool, but are crap. Yuck! You had those and chicken nuggets for lunch. Well, now we know why you were so obsessed with fucking chicken nuggets. I mean, it's some potato, but you're not sure it's all. Okay, that's a fair point. I would have figured that it would have been all potato because what else would you have mixed in there? That's I don't know, like cheaper than potato corn, sawdust. Mmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Every now and then, when there's like a yummy thing, when something is either yummy or also really disgusting, I find myself making the black cat poppy mmm sound. Does anybody else find themselves doing that? Corn, corn syrup, syrup, not syrup or syrup. It's not syrup. It's syrup. You don't know, but it has no flavor. I mean, it's probably made out of cardboard. Let's be honest. It's probably like paper pulp. 
I guess I do. Syrup. The first vowel is a Y, not a U. Syrup. Syrup. No. No. You went to private preschool, they must have put crack in your fries because you thought they were so good. You're a little kid. When you're a little kid, anything that is not a vegetable or clean protein is good. Because little children are like fucking trash pandas. You'd be like, hey, here's this Wagyu fucking steak that we aged for a bazillion years in like a sous vide master chef with the all. And they'd be like, you can have that or, or you can have a regurgitated Ritz cracker with a little bit of government peanut butter. The child is going to choose the regurgitated cracker and the fucking government peanut butter over the prime steak every fucking day because children are like raccoons that's it's not opinion it's fucking fact ooh coffee I could go for a cup of coffee actually can't Minecraft that, that reads better if we would just leave it as yummu I thought that licking the slide handle was yummu surprised you didn't get a brain amoeba the brain amoebas are less, I think, when you eat them and more when you when you get them up their nose and in your eye. Because I think at least if you eat them, your stomach acid might be able to kill them. But once you get them in, like, your eye or your sinus cavity and they go up to your brain and they nest in your brain juice, you're fucked. I fell off the top of one of those slides once and smashed my head. And fuck, I'm surprised it didn't kill me. In hindsight, that explains a lot. <laughs> All right, podcast folks, we're going to be right back. All right. We're going to discuss a thing. I used to, back in the day, as I've mentioned once or twice before, enjoy going to pool halls. Which, you don't really anymore, in the last couple times that I went to some, they were not so great. They, the tables were run down, it seemed like a bunch of just absolutely power drunk shithead people, basically who weren't there to play pool, they were there to get in fights. Not the greatest of scene, but for a while, when we were really into it, I got on a kick and watched, uh... Uh, the Hustler and the Color of Money. <clears throat> and so, what we're going to talk about today is there's a character in The Color of Money that I've always liked because his name in the movie is Grady Seasons. And I don't know why, but I love the name Grady. Like, that's such a classic, like, fake name. And he's sort of like, you know, this unassuming fucking shithead guy in the movie greedy seasons but the thing is like some of those movies he actually was a professional pool player nicknamed earthquake real name keith mccready so he at one time was considered one of the top players in america was a traveling tournament competitor and notorious hustler since the 1970s 
Uh, he was a contributing writer to Inside Pool magazine. Is a pro competition contender known for comedically interacting with the audience. Uh, he had a supporting role as the boorish hustler Grady Seasons in the 1986 film The Color of Money. An energetic and aggressive player, he has a distinctive sidearm stroke and, despite his unusual form, is well known for strong shot-making offense skills, often executing extremely difficult shots that most other players would not attempt. So, let's go through a little bit of some personal life. Right now, uh, he was born in 1957, so what? Well, that's a 64. I'm assuming that's right. <clears throat> but, uh, McCready was born in Elmhurst, Illinois. He realized he had billiards talent at the age of nine, after his father introduced him to bumper pool, and he soon began hustling his two older brothers out of their allowance money. He initially had to stand on a box to reach the height of the table and developed his unusual stroke while still a boy. He was reportedly habituated to gambling by his divorced father when, during custodial visits, Keith and his brothers would each be given $20 and required to play various games with him, usually until he had won his money back. According to McCready, as a student in Trident Middle School in Anaheim, California, he asked his gym teacher to hold his money for him while he attended the first period class. An established gambler at a young age, McCready had won a large amount gambling the night before at the horse racetrack. He was afraid to leave the money at home for fear that his brothers would help themselves to it, and he did not want to leave it in a school locker for the same reason. When the instructor saw that it was the sum of 14000 in gambling winnings, McCready was suspended from school for having too much money. <laughs> That's got him classic. Danny... Deliberto was living in Bellflower, California during this time and learned about the incident when he asked why young McCready was hanging in the pool room instead of attending school. The school officials contacted the California Department of Social Services to investigate his home environment, which had deteriorated after the death of his mother. His father had developed problems with alcoholism. Placed in foster care, Keith was removed from his family home and made a ward of the state. The owner of his neighborhood pool room, Bob's Billiards, like McCready, and successfully petitioned to adopt him, providing him a permanent home until he reached legal age. How fucking cool is that? If that is not one of... I mean, granted, it's not cool. I'm not talking about it's cool that his mom died and his dad was an alcoholic. The fact that the neighborhood pool room owner adopted him so that he... like. That's like a superhero origin story. Like, fucking seriously. Krista misses playing pool. It's been 10 years since you played in the league. Uh, you know, look one up. Maybe there's maybe there's one around you. Uh, you almost met the Black Widow, but got sick, so you couldn't go to Vegas. Well, that sucks. Yeah, Black Cat, I knew you would like this. <laughs> this dude is so cool. Yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome, right? While growing up in Bellflower, he acquired a proficiency in many pool games from legendary players such as Ronnie Fastetti Allen, Richie Florence, Ellen Hopkins, Hippie Jimmy Reed, Buddy Hall, Irving Crane, Larry Lischiati, Jimmy Mattia, Luther Lassiter, Billy Incardona, Joe Belsis, Danny DeLiberto, Larry Johnson, a.k.a. Boston Shorty, 
Lou Butera and Ed Kelly, a.k.a. Champagne Eddie. As a teenager in California, his mentor was an older California player named Cole Dixon, who showed McCready how to survive as a pool player. Is that not the best collection of fucking names you have ever heard in your life? Ever. Give me a better collection of names. You, you can't. It's because I'm reading this article, I was like, <laughs> if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, this is bullshit, fake. But no, it's like, come on. Larry Johnson, a.k.a. Boston Shorty. Where, where's our Boston Shorty? Is she hanging around in here somewhere? All right, here we go. This gets kind of even better. McCready as a young boy was inspired by the grandiose spirit of Rudolph Minnesota Fats, Wanderoni Jr., when he made an unexpected visit to his neighborhood pool room. Upon departure, Minnesota Fats, sharply dressed in a three-piece suit, flashed a large wad of cash and said to the patrons, Boys, the only difference between me and everybody else is that everybody else around here drives a Volkswagen, Minnesota Fats around here drives a Duesenberg. A decade later, after several tournament wins in California, McCready traveled to St. Louis to compete in a pool tournament, and Minnesota Fats was in attendance. When he recognized McCready's, the young and upcoming player from California, he began to woof, tried to entice a player to gamble at him, and the two of them put on a show and entertained a packed house of onlookers. McCready acquired the nickname Keither with the Ether as a teenager, but was considered an old-school player who's fast and very accurate at the table. Nobody beat Keith. He was a terrific young player, the most perfect pool you ever saw, says Grady Matthews, one of those pool phenoms that comes along every now and then. Today, McCready resides in Washington, D.C. with his life partner and continues to compete in various pocket billiards events. He was inducted into the One Pocket Hall of Fame in January 2018. Yeah, some of those 30s gangsters had good names. And pool hall, like pool sharks. Hippie Jimmy Reed. That's like, you gotta find that guy. Is he like, oh dude, look at him. Fucking hippie Jimmy Reed. Diamond Jim. Yeah, hippie Jimmy Reed is way better. Alright. So, uh, in the professional career. In an era when American pool... Uh, when gambling was a norm, hustling was a way of life. When McCready was in his prime and on top of his game, he spent the better part of the 1970s and 80s traveling throughout the United States as a tournament competitor and hustler. Sometimes the tournament venues would be a gathering place for pool hustlers and the main action would take place outside of the tournament. With his raconteur style, McCready eventually became a road player attracting large crowds to his designated table when his appearance was known. When he was 21, embarked on competing in professional pocket billiards in California, made an impression when, coming from behind, he ran nine straight racks of nine balls in the finals, defeating Larry Hubart, 11-6, to win the Sacramento Open Nine Ball Tournament. On St. Patrick's Day in 84, he won the Clyde Childress Memorial Nine Ball Tournament at the Maverick Club in Richmond, Kentucky, which had a star-studded field consisting of pool phenolems Earl the Pearl Strickland, Buddy Hall, Ronnie Allen, Allen Hopkins, St. Louis Louis Roberts, and Terry Bell. 
handing Earl the Pearl an 11-2 thrashing earlier in the double elimination tournament. McCready faced him in the finals. Strickland had been a dominating force on the pool tournament trail, and racing to 11 games for the win, the score became tied 9-9. McCready triumphed, running out the next two games to claim the victory. He scored his first professional win in 85, undefeated at the annual BC Open in Binghamton, New York, pocketing $25,000, which was considered a large purse for a pool tournament at that date. The venue featured capacity audiences each day, a worthy champion and a colorful, exciting player he deserved to win, writes pool veteran Grady Matthews. Pool players go through definite streaks, according to Bruce Vensk of the National Billiard News, the oldest existing pool billiard and snooker publication in America. Who can forget the one for Keith McCready? When the lines on the 1983 Lake Tahoe Classic were made, on which players were the Tahoe favorites, McCready was described as Mr. Cool, the ultimate nine-ball player. At the 5th Sands Regent Open Nine-Ball Tournament in Reno, Nevada, June 3 to 7, 1987, won by Earl Strickland. McCready was documented in the notable matches category by AccuStats because of his brilliant and entertaining performance defeating Paul Brienza and Mike Siegel in the event. In September of 2003, the final match, Filipino Francisco Bustamante versus American Keith McCready drew the largest crowd yet of the Falcon Q Tour in Sterling, Virginia, where over 100 fans witnessed McCready defeat the Filipino pool champion 9-7. to um, Let's skip a little bit of this. While records dating back to McCready's prime are scarce, uh, he was ranked 10th on the men's professional pool tour. He won about half dozen pro events, mostly in the 80s. However, it was his high-stakes gambling that earned him the lion's share of his reputation as one of the most feared nine-ball players. With his charisma and gift of gab, he has been heralded as Poole's ultimate entertainer. He plays for the crowd and believes that when there's an audience involved, it creates a better atmosphere. He stated, I liked uh, Danny DiLiberto, stated, I liked Keith McCready. He's entertaining all the time. It's colorful to watch because he's going to shoot the white flag. He doesn't play the score. He'll be winning 7-1. And he's still going to shoot a crazy shot that he lose with. But he's a colorful person. It's not like doing commentary on him. Um, he continues to compete professionally as well as putting on exhibitions for charity events. Uh, and then, of course, the movie role that he was in was starring as the character Grady Seasons, a fictional Infamous sharking hustler and top money winner in all of pool with Paul Newman and Tom Cruise in Martin Scorsese's Academy Award winning film The Color of Money, loosely based on the novel by Walter Tevis. In 1985, Martin Scorsese, Tom Cruise, and Scorsese's casting director Gretchen Rennell had come to Norfolk, Virginia to the U.S. Open Nine Ball Championship in search of actual pool personalities to play character roles. McCready was engaged in a stakes game with Filipino pool champion Efren Reyes and was selected to be in the movie because of his entertaining style of play. McCready had an established reputation in pool circles as one of the most feared money players in the nation. After the film's release, there was a boom in the pool industry. One of McCready's most memorable lines, It's like a nightmare, isn't it? Just keeps getting worse and worse as he runs the table on Vincent. Cruz's budding hustler character inspired the name of one of the top amateur eight-ball teams in the U.S., Like a Nightmare. 
And as earliest seen in the film, McCready also demonstrates an intimidating hustler trick. He literally throws the balls at once into the rack, and they land in proper position for a legal rack of nine ball. AccuStats Video Productions recorded a match when McCready defeated Filipino champion Jose Parica at the 2003 U.S. Open Nine Ball Championship and describes it as the most entertaining match that AccuStats has ever offered. Keith steals the show and the audience approval. On the 25th anniversary of The Color of Money, the German Touch magazine wrote an article about the movie and included a four-page interview of McCready. It highlighted the influence the movie continues to have on Poole 25 years later, as well as how, as well as how it has impacted McCready personally. I highly recommend you watch The Hustler and then The Color of Money uh, back-to-back. Classic films. Uh, you know, I, I, I talk about a lot of horror movies and crazy shit and whatever, but those are just fantastic uh, sort of, I don't know, character dramas. That you kind of don't see anymore. I feel like the I feel like the second closest to that that I've seen in much of recent memory, honestly, was Rounders uh, about poker. But fantastic. Um, what state was this? What state was what? The movie, or his life, or what state was what, when, where, whom? Black Hat. But what a what a I mean that's quite the accomplishment. I was never that good at billiards. Um, if at best I was okay as a trash player, you know, in terms of making really accurate shots and trying to like call trick shots, I couldn't I couldn't do that shit. I am not that good at all. Um, I don't know why. I just don't. Uh, it's weird. You know. Video games, a lot of other stuff, good hand-eye coordination. I'm not, I'm not good at, I'm not good at pool. Um, his life was, let's see, he was born in Illinois. So he was born in Illinois, he now lives in Washington, D.C. Um, so it sounds like a lot of these matches, Black Cats, are in California. Um, the one where they were scouting it, um for the movie, uh, was in Norfolk, Virginia. So might want to, might want to rewatch those flicks. Very classic. Um, <laughs> Krista says spray and praise what most people I know call it. Yeah. I'm like 60% spray and pray 40%. I actually kind of know what I'm doing, but like there's an alcohol quotient involved. It's kind of like bowling. So like, I start off and I feel like I'm terrible, but after I've had some drinks and I'm kind of hack, I actually get better, which is weird. I think I stopped trying to hit it so hard, which is my problem. Um, but yeah, the, the hustler is great. Uh, watch the hustler and watch color of money. Black cat. I think you'd really like the color of money a lot. Um, highly recommend those two flicks. If you're looking for something a little different to watch and you're like, yeah, check them out. Um, very neat films. And you know, like Krista was saying, uh, I kind of miss playing pool. I, I honestly, I miss, yeah, I'd go there, put some music on the jukebox. We'd have some, you know, we'd have some smokes, have some drinks. You play a couple games of pool and, and you shoot the shit, you know? Uh, you just talk about whatever was, was the thing to do. You know, I, I was never a big darts player either. But I know if a lot of people, it was the same thing with darts. 
And even a lot of that is kind of dried up. I mean, you go to most of these places now and you don't really see... Everybody's just sitting there fucking around on their phones. I feel like that's really sad. I mean, people used to play darts or pool or, or even shuffleboard. Like, I even like playing shuffleboard. Like, man... Definitely need to learn your English better. Do you put too too much and follow through? Don't put enough and give them the game. Yeah, I I tend to I tend to when I'm trying to use any sort of either English, uh, follow through or the what is it called when you when you hit it like under so it goes back. I always feel like I hit it either way too hard and totally fucking fuck it up, or hit it way too soft. And that doesn't really have the intended effect, and that doesn't work either. But I'm just not very good. But I have fun. I have fun, right? Uh, Black Cat, it's been a while for her. She was okay. We lived in a small town. The townies play a lot of pool. That's it. We're going to open a pool hall there in Colorado. And Black Cat, guess what you can do? Serve people dead snakes. No. Um, King Dinosaur got a, a dartboard. Wait. You got the dart board stuck in your hair? How did that? Is that because of your long, silky, gorgeous locks? Did you get them caught in the dartboard? You're not going to sweep. You're way too cool to be sweeping. You definitely need at least a drink to calm the nerves. I just feel like it's just a, a thing to have in your hand as you're talking. Like It just kind of works, you know? Not near the hipsters, please? No, we're going to get... Hippie Larry and Scuzzy Bill Scalapini and Cat Chick Chick Nug Magulahan and uh, Crushing Krista Fams and The King Dinosaur and and uh. Sizzling Centricaze. We're gonna we're gonna round up this tough, tough group. Well, you know hipsters around. You're like, dude, don't mess with those guys. Definitely don't play a money game. You lose your fucking house. I just gave you your monikers. <laughs> so no. What, you don't, <laughs> you don't like, do you have a, you, if you can, you can choose a different name if you want to, Santacase. You don't like sizzling? Uh, what else works? King Dinosaur liked it. But it's okay. I give you a different name. Uh, how about, mm, how about Crushing. Crushing Centricase? Black Cat's Poppy. What was yours? <coughs> I have to make one up on the fly. Uh, I mean, yours could just be Black Cat's Poppy. Because I feel like... And then you could just play the role of this just wild hippie lady. You don't like that one either? Well, the question just saying no. Give me some help. I don't know what part of it you don't like. 
<laughs> no. I mean, there's like 18 bazillion old school timey. I mean, like Bill's name would just be Wild Bill Flint. Just wild in quotes. I don't really need to dress that one up much. It's already there. <laughs> so you could be like, I don't know, something with, with trucks, diesel, something with diesel in the name. Mm. High torque. No, I'm, I'm grasping for straws. No, I've gotten my silly name shut down twice. What would your team name be? Uh, I don't know. Somebody else picked that one. That's up to you guys. I came up with the individual names. I'm not picking the team name. Kamikaze Sen. All right. I like that. That fucking, that's perfect. I'm going to go get the jacket printed right now. I'm not serious. That's a badass name. I like that. Kamikaze. I didn't even, uh, that didn't even, I can't, I can't believe I missed that. I feel like that's very obvious and I fucked it up. I apologize. Wait, we didn't. We, there was a thing that would have been our perfect team name, but now I can't remember it because we do so many ridiculous episodes with so much silly shit. I can't remember what the fuck it was going to be. <sighs> oh well. Um, Kaze means wind. So. With Rat Pack Records. Can it be like... I mean... We can, King Dinosaur. Can we have some other stuff in there too? I don't really love that music, to be honest. Can we get like... Old, sweaty, dirty, like... 60s and 70s, like... Fucking... I don't know, like... Sugarloaf and like... Fucking like Iron Butterfly and stuff. Because I feel like especially when it degenerates into a fight and we start smashing people with pool cues, I feel like Rat Pack music just doesn't really work with that. And like... <laughs> but like, I think about those places too. And, and I'm going to ask a different weird question. Outside of just COVID, do you think that a lot of those places slash sports, outside of just being not popular because video games and stuff are now super, super popular, do you think that the, the general ban on indoor smoking killed a lot of those things? Dude, yeah, I love Sugarloaf. I like, uh, uh, what is it? Um, 
Oh, what's the fucking second? Uh, Don't call us, we'll call you. That song's fucking great. It's like the second one on there too. It's like a really great. Uh, it's like a really great. This is a really good organ solo. The hell is that called? Uh, tongue in cheek. Tongue in cheek is fucking awesome. Love that fucking song. Uh, eight ballers got game. How about the high ballers? And then we can all wear top hats, and we'll each carry some sort of distinctive handgun in each one of our hats. And people are like, you hipsters and you stupid top hats, and then we'll throw the top hats off and we shoot them. And then they're like, you thought we meant shooting pool. Well, we did, but also guns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it, it's weird, yeah, especially in the colder climates, right? Because if you couldn't do that in there, people had to stand outside, and they weren't really going to do that. So then it was like, we go to a bar and sit at the thing outside, but like if people were inside playing pool, throwing darts or doing whatever, well then you couldn't really do that because then it wasn't your turn because those people wanted to stand outside and gab. And I feel like that kind of fucked it up. And I gotta be honest, on the one hand, I kind of like that there isn't smoking indoors in a lot of those places because my God, some of them, you'd walk in there for 90 seconds and you just reeked. And, uh... To be honest, I occasionally have breathing problems too, and it sucks. Flip side of that is, holy shit, would that have been awesome to just go in there and light up a cigar? Except, I can't tell you how many places back in the day, we would go in there and the place would be a blanket of fucking smoke. I mean, it would it would be so thick, you could like throw a dollar bill and it would stick in place in the air. The, the smoke was that thick. And I would light up... Like a black and mild. I'm not even talking like a big honking cigar. And we'd be told, oh, you can't smoke those in here. It's too much smoke. Or people are going to complain. Man, fucking eat a dick. That guy's over there and he smoked about 80 fucking cigarettes. Can horse shit. And I wish I was this old and aggressive now. Because I'd be like, man, go fuck yourself. Fine, call the police and get me thrown out. I ain't moving. Fuck you. Sounds like your parents' house. There was a, uh, a a cool place that was like an old Polish grandma's basement that was like this meadery. And they got shut down because I think they liked smoking weed and drinking too much of their own product, but that's besides the point. But that place got like closed down, but they, they occasionally had some smoking in there, which was kind of great, not going to lie. I feel like the e-cig thing is in some cases almost worse because I like... I think I talked about that. This guy's blowing this huge fucking cloud of smoke on my face. Dude, we fucking knocked that off. Like, you're blowing this giant fucking cloud of it right in my face. I don't want to smell your honey, bubblegum, grape, surprise, douchebag, whatever the fuck that is. Fucking knock it off. Or I'm going to club you one. Oh, Senthrakazi, Really? They allow smoking because they got a smoke. Is it like a cigar lounge or just just a regular bar? And they just they allow it. Dude, they, I kind of want to go there. Let's all meet up there. Road trip. Hey man, you vape? I, I'm not. I mean, the vaping thing. You do what you're gonna do, but that's not for me. At that point, just eat a nicotine pack. I mean, you're not really getting the enjoyment out of smoking the thing, are you? Just eat the nicotine. 
people just doing fucking cocaine? They have darts in a pool. It's like a it's like the paradise that I've been talking about. Shit. Is it just called heaven? I don't have to. Oh, that's it. Moving to Florida. Alright, folks. I I hope that this does conjure some cool, fun, whatever happy memories. I hope that was an interesting little story. That was one of those characters from a movie. Did you go through and read about it? And you're like, oh my god, that guy's a real guy. And honestly, he's incredible. Uh, they do have some of his matches that you can also watch uh, that are out there. So if you're interested, you can check up on that too. But I hope you found that an interesting little divergent topic. Different sort of a story. Uh, as always, I love seeing and talking to all of you out there. I can't thank you enough for stopping in and making all of these nights exciting and happy and fun for me, like I, I truly, really, really, really mean that. Uh, I love all of you out there. Um, so here's a cheers to all of you. That's the end of the night camp tonight. And as we say at the end of all of these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith and all of that good shit. Black cat thought that, that was extremely interesting. So, Hey, at least I had, at least I had one fan. <laughs> um, but seriously, that's a, a, a good night to the podcast, folks. Take care. We'll see you again soon.